Today is the 28th of October 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name, as always, is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you are joining us for the first time, let me say thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture, and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along, but if you do need any help, there is a script that you can download in the episode notes. Just click the Download the Script button and you'll get a PDF of today's episode. If you'd like to support Walking the Way, and we really would appreciate it if you would, again, there's a link to our giving page down below. And finally, if you want to know more information about me or the podcast, head to rayborrett.co.uk. We're in the presence of God. So let's still our hearts as we begin today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? Dear God, everything you do is thoughtful. And your love is always there, whatever happens. You care for all that you've made. And you feel for anyone in trouble. You always keep your promises and you never let your people down. You help people who are weighed down with worry. And you raise us up when we fall. You are never far away when we call for help. And you keep watch over all we do. So we thank you. Now and forever and ever. Amen. 1 Samuel 10.27 But some worthless people said, How can this fellow do us any good? They despised Saul and did not bring him any gifts. When Samuel introduced Saul to the people of Israel, some of them didn't want Saul to serve them as king because, quite simply, he was simple country folk. He had a very simple background. He had a very non-aristocratic family history. And it got me thinking about how often we do the same thing today. Label people and discount their ability to lead God's people or serve God's kingdom because of their heritage or their past. Last week I mentioned Jeffrey Dahmer and God's grace. And I wonder how many of us would have appreciated him if he'd turned up at our church and said, could I please work with your kids? God, however doesn't look at a person's pedigree, doesn't look at a person's past. He searches the heart. And so, if you are a worker, if you are a leader, please stick close to the Lord because you will be criticized and you will be challenged. And please, please, please don't react to every little criticism. Follow God. Devote yourselves to serving God fully. And to those who follow, don't be so quick to dismiss someone as God's leader because he doesn't have the right characteristics or, you know, does the right background. Just think about the vast variety of people that God has used as we read through the scriptures. God knows what he's doing. We may not understand it, but God knows what he's doing. And so I think that we just have to trust him that he will be as creative as he was way back when, when he chooses his people to lead us today. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God 
and then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And today, we continue with the letter to the Hebrews. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning, shall we? Father, you've given us scripture to use as a tool. So help us to use it wisely. Remind us, Lord, that we can't use a hammer to turn bolts. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the Good News Translation. And today, we're reading Hebrews 9. The first covenant had rules for worship, and a place made for worship as well. A tent was put up, the outer one which was called the holy place. In it were the lampstand, and the table with the bread offered to God. Behind the second curtain was the tent called the most holy place. In it were the gold altar for the burning of incense, and the covenant box, all covered with gold, and containing the gold jar with the manna in it, Aaron's stick that had sprouted leaves and the two stone tablets with the commandments written on them. Above the box were the winged creatures representing God's presence, when their wings spread over the place where sins were forgiven. But now is not the time to explain everything in detail. This is how these things have been arranged. The priests go into the outer tent every day to perform their duties, but only the high priest goes into the inner tent, and he does so only once a year. 
He takes with him blood which he offers to God on behalf of himself, and for the sins which the people have committed without knowing they were sinning. The Holy Spirit clearly teaches from all these arrangements that the way into the most holy place has not yet been opened as long as the outer tent still stands. It is a symbol which points to the present time. It means that the offerings and animal sacrifices presented to God cannot make the worshipper's heart perfect, since they have to do only with food, drink, and various purification ceremonies. These are all outward rules, which apply only until the time when God will establish the new order. But Christ has already come as the high priest of the good things that are already here. The tent in which he serves is greater and more perfect. It is not a tent made by human hands. That is, it's not a part of this created world. When Christ went through the tent and entered once and for all into the most holy place, he did not take the blood of goats and bulls to offer as a sacrifice. Rather, he took his own blood and obtained eternal salvation for us. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a burnt calf are sprinkled on the people who are ritually unclean, and this purifies them by taking away their ritual impurity. Since this is true, how much more is accomplished by the blood of Christ? Through the eternal Spirit, He offered Himself as a perfect sacrifice to God. His blood will purify our consciences from useless rituals, so that we may serve the living God. For this reason, Christ is the one who arranges a new covenant, so that those who have been called by God may receive the eternal blessings that God has promised. This can be done because there has been a death which sets people free from the wrongs they did while the first covenant was in effect. In the case of a will, it is necessary to prove that the person who made it has died, for a will means nothing while the person who made it is alive. It goes into effect only after his death. That is why even the first covenant went into effect only with the use of blood. First Moses proclaimed to the people all the commandments as set forth in the law. Then he took the blood of goats and bulls, mixed it with water, and sprinkled it on the book of the law and all the people using a sprig of hyssop and some red wool. He said, This is the blood that seals the covenant that God has commanded you to obey. In the same way, Moses also sprinkled blood on the sacred tent and over all things used in worship. Indeed, according to the law, almost everything is purified by blood, and sins are forgiven only if blood is poured out. These things, which are copies of the heavenly originals, had to be purified in that way. But the heavenly things themselves require much better sacrifices. For Christ did not go into the holy place made by human hands, which was a copy of the real one. He went into heaven itself, where he now appears on our behalf in the presence of God. The Jewish high priest goes into the most holy place every year with the blood of an animal. But Christ did not go in to offer himself many times, for then he would have to suffer many times ever since the creation of the world. Instead, now when all ages of time on nearing the end, he has appeared once and for all to remove sin from the sacrifice of himself. Everyone must die once, and after that be judged by God. In the same way, 
Christ also was offered in sacrifice once to take away the sins of many. He will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are waiting for him. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after the music, we're going to say our prayers for the day. Before we pray, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the channels below in the episode notes. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, our voicemail service. There are so many ways that you can get hold of us. We really want to support you and lift you up before God through whatever you're going through. Today I'm going to ask if we can pray for Jane Taylor. Jane's uncle died recently, um, and I know that she's struggling a little bit with that. So if we could... Just remember Jane in our prayers today. That would be really helpful. Let's pray, shall we? Loving God, who conceived life, originates ingenuity, embraces individuality, welcomes everyone, celebrates diversity and encourages unity, offers serenity, gifts simplicity, lavishes compassion. Lord, we worship you. Living Jesus, who breathes our air, walks our streets, feels our pain, sheds tears, enjoys company, bubbles with laughter, holds our hands. We worship you. Gentle Spirit, who strengthens fragile spirits, shelters the suffering, respires life and hope, transforms all sorrow, 
binds broken hearts, sets captives free. We worship you. Beautiful Trinity of Love, for your presence in our lives, for your comfort and company, for shaking us out of tired routines and calling us ever to follow you, then blessing our journey with unexpected discoveries, expanding our horizons, tendering endless encouragement and travelling with us, we worship you. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the press. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, if you'd like to donate towards the project, that would be amazing. We are looking at upgrading all our equipment, so any donations would be fantastic. Please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Don't forget, you can also listen to us on TuneIn and YouTube. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way. Thank you.